It's just too much. I think she's a very nice girl. And they just made me employee of the month yesterday, so I'm getting a lot of calls. I know where I'm not wanted, and I'm not wanted any place where people have all these social obligations if you get one of me. That's not true. You have you have two kinds of stuffing. You have real cranberry sauce. Run! I mean, I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, or what I'm doing here, or what this place is about, but I am determined to enjoy myself. And I'm very intrigued, and oh my, this soup's delicious, isn't it? Welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting After Show, where we continue to queen out on all things Best Supporting Actress. We don't necessarily talk about awards this episode, because we already talked about awards in the main episode. Sometimes we play games, but sometimes we don't. We always talk about what we've been watching. We always end on what's our BSA of the week. We also make sure to check in on our Best Supporting Assignments. But at the end of the day, I'm still Colin. And I'm still Nick. And, uh, well, hello, hello, hello. Uh, How are you doing? I'm good. I, this question always comes I know. as a I surprise I always flummox to me. you. It's the hardest question. I know. How are you? And I, I know. Before we started recording, I was like, I, I thought of something real quick that I was like, ooh, that'll be fun to talk about. And, uh, you know, it's it's gone, gone and that's okay. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what? Um, I can say something that's been pretty exciting, actually. Yeah, this is what it was. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, like, well, look uh, at me, remembering things. Yeah, well, sing out, Louise. What do you got? <laughs> Um, the weekend was great. I think I, I can't remember anything too exciting, even though, you know, weekends are always lovely. Um, but I started and I think I told you about it too, but I signed up for, I actually can't remember how long it is. We'll say six to eight weeks. I can't remember. Um, but it's a voiceover boot camp class, hmm. which sounds like some sort of crazy exercise hybrid, but it's not, uh, you know, it's, um, I've been really interested in it. I've been doing some voiceover stuff for, uh, Keon's company and just sort of, as they say, fell into it and I'm, I really dig it. And I, I want to follow my curiosity about that and just see what is out there and what is, you know, um, available to me. And I, it's the first class was on this past Monday. It was, you know, it's seven to nine. It's the perfect time frame. It's, I feel like if it was three hours, it might be too much, but um, yeah. two hours is perfect. And the teacher is great. Her name is Amy, Amy Hartman. Oh. And um, I don't know, I, as I said to you in the text, I don't know who would play her, as RuPaul always says, but I do know that her voice is very similar to Diane Weist, and that's comforting. And um, it was really great. I'm excited to, you know, as you know, those things can be kind of hit or, hit or miss. You drop like a couple hundred dollars for eight weeks and hope for the best. And I'm really optimistic and energized and excited about the potential of where this could what direction this could point me in yeah i think that's that's very exciting i definitely um would want to pick your brain as it goes it's something i'm I'm sort of interested in like i've never Mm -hmm. considered it but i was like well i mean you know i could yeah that that could be a that's an avenue that's a thing and i don't know it's interesting it's i guess once you do podcasting long enough you're like what else could i do with these chords you know like how else can i you know put this thing to work and so I, that's great. And that was this all, I don't know if you've mentioned this, this is all virtual or in person? It's all virtual. There are about eight or nine people in the class. And I do have to tell this story because at the end of the class, um, she said, I think I'm trying to remember her exact words because they're important to the story. But I think she said, I want everyone to close their eyes and think about something that they learned tonight. 
And I was like, ooh, I love this. And so I closed my eyes and I was thinking about what I would say. And <laughs> like a doof, I kept my eyes closed the entire time. Oh, God. But I didn't realize that everyone else opened their eyes. So she called on like three separate people, maybe even four, before she said, and Nick, how about you? And I answered with my eyes closed. Oh, God. And then I opened and realized that no one had their eyes closed except me. But she never said to open them. And for some reason, I was just like, I'm just going to keep them closed. And right. I, you know, the anonymity of it all, I was just like, ooh, this is so cool that we're like all going to say what we learned and be vulnerable or whatever. And, um, you know, the obvious joke that I wanted to make in addition to what I said I've learned was, you know, I also learned that I was the, you know, that we were supposed to open our eyes right. after we thought of what we were about to say. But um, the moment passed. And when I did open my eyes, everyone was just kind of smiling. They were very kind. But I, you know, I hope that other people, like if I saw that happen to someone else, I'd be like, oh, what a goose. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. That's always a good perspective of like, more often than not, you can put yourself in the position of the other people and go, yeah, I wouldn't like make fun of this person. I'd be like, oh, look at that. I know, but and I was I'd just like, forget about it, my, you know. <laughs> yeah, I just like I had my eyes closed, and I was like, I've learned that, and then I said what I learned, and it was right. uh, a mo a brief moment of humiliation, but. I, I was fine. I, I think it's a funny story. I'm always, you know, I'm the first to laugh at myself, and I, I thought it was ridiculous, and, uh, you know, I'll be remembered for that, yeah. that guy that kept his eyes closed. But I, I would love to talk to you about it, like, as I learn, because, I, I, like you said, I think that, you know, being a podcaster, and um, it's, you're 75% of the way there already, you know? I, right, I think it's right. just really kind of finding... Um, your your niche or what you really want to gravitate towards because there are so many avenues and a lot of opportunities. So, um, you know, we'll take it off, Mike. But I'm, I'm really excited for it. I, I just think that I haven't been so jazzed about something in a while. And, and I, I it, to, to think that this could be something, you know, lucrative or, you know, maybe even a career path is, is really, really exciting. So that's 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 the news, I guess, with me. I love that. You know what? I, I was yeah. thinking about, you know, you and, and Amanda and, you know, how you, the two of you, uh, you know, came to New York at some point. You did that New York actor thing of I'm going to move to New York in my 20s and I'm going to audition and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to attempt to make this, you know, this thing happen. And, yeah. you know, and then I've since like, your you know, paths have gone in different directions. And I was thinking how like, you know, Amanda's now in Canada and you're in Pittsburgh and like you guys are so deep into podcasting now and like now you're moving into voiceover stuff and I thought you know mm -hmm. this is such a success story of like more than continuing to work in theater in New York I you know what I mean like you hear so many people yeah. who try to do theater and then in New York and then it ends up being this huge series of disappointments and then they just like settle for data entry jobs and the occasional fringe show, you know? And yeah. I look at, like, you know, in terms of, like, actors, singers, you know, theater folks, I look at you and Amanda, and I think, no, you created opportunities for yourself to do to do something, and, like, and it's been successful, and it's creative, and I just, I don't know, there was just this part of me that was like, ugh, I'm, what a great ending to that, you know, or not an ending, but what a great yeah. continuing chapter. Look how far we've come, yes. yeah, I guess, in a way. Yeah, yeah. without like, you know, I, I sound like I'm patting myself on the back, but at the same time, it's like, 
even during like the pandemic, it's like, you know, theater doesn't exist, you know, and it's, it's there's always that, you know, we talked about it even in the first class because the, the teacher, which I really appreciate, was uh, is an actress and, you know, is really into Meisner and all that stuff too without being like too into Meisner, if that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. she approaches everything from the point of view or through the lens of an actress. Um, I'm like, as do I. And, oh, well, sure. and, and it just like, and it makes sense to me. It's like, I, I understand that language. I know what that means. So to, to approach voiceover from that and like, yeah, you know, if I'm talking about like deodorant, I'm not going to like really like, what's my character here? Like how right. sweaty am I? Um, but like, you know, it, it does help. And I think that, yeah, as far as, like, thank God for podcasting. Thank God that, mm-hmm. it, like, what if I never met Amanda? I wasn't supposed to stay and do the Music Man. I was not. I oh, was wow. supposed to go back and work at Bush Gardens for an entire year because that's what I signed a contract to do. And I did the Light in the Piazza in Florida, and they asked me if I want to stay, and I just said yes. And I would not be where I am right now if it wasn't for that yes, I guess. Yeah, there you it's go. It's crazy. It it's is crazy. crazy. And and that where you yeah. are now really doesn't have anything to do with doing musical theater, you know, like yeah, but it also it. Ha- Go ahead, sorry. Oh, just that, that like yeah, where you've landed now, like you're not. I mean, there's still opportunities, but like that, all of that, what it's now morphed into, you probably could have never predicted at that point, you know. Oh yeah, I didn't even know what a podcast was like right. ten years ago. Yeah, and maybe I'd heard of it, but I think one of the things you know that it's like I have all the tools that was like Mm -hmm. the thing that I learned I was like I actually you know whether or not I actually believed it or recognized it before I signed up for that class like that I have everything that I need to make it you know it was like a it was like a Wizard of Oz sort of moment I was like okay let me click my heels and start this because I got this right like everything that's being asked is in my wheelhouse yeah 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 um so and, and it is because of musical theater it's because of you know Everything that sort of happened to me or, you know, any experience uh, performing or otherwise has sort of led up to this moment. So that's why I I feel really confident that it's going to be, I don't know, something's in the wind. Something's changing. And I'm I'm excited. I think spring and fall are the seasons of change, obviously, you know, literally. But I always find it to be true in my life as well that, like, shit stays still in the summer and the fall. And summer and the winter unless I, like, force something to happen. But yeah the organic changes seem to always happen in the spring and the fall. So, you know, it seems to be right on schedule. Yeah. We'll see what the pattern has to say about it. Oh yeah. It's pretty on par. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but how about you? What have you been up to? What have you been doing? Well, you know, I have been, what have I been doing? I mean, more of the same. As everyone knows, I'm on my temporary semi-retirement for a period yeah, of time huh? and it's still continuing and I'm loving it today. You know, I always like to remind people that we record these episodes early. So today was a Tuesday, uh, a Tuesday, Tuesday, an inside joke <laughs> for four people. Uh, yes. It was a Tuesday, and I, I woke up early, and I was like, I got to get laundry done. I got to go to the supermarket. I got to get some errands done. And I had this moment where I got home, and it was probably like around 11 o'clock, and I got home with some groceries, and I picked up the laundry, and then I was going to, you know, uh, I, I knew I needed to fold the line. I, I, I had some errands, some things to do. And yeah. I had this moment of like, oh my God, I am living my dream right now. It is a Tuesday yeah. morning and I'm sitting here watching the Lula Rich documentary, Folding Laundry. Ooh. 
And later I have to do some podcasting and I might do some cooking in the afternoon and then I'm going to take a nap. I was <gasps> like, this is the life I wanted. You know, maybe not forever, but like I always loved, maybe we've talked about this, but like when you're home sick from school or just home from school during the weekday, like that weekday morning with mom feeling, you know, like. Oh, Yes. That feeling. I was like, I felt like I was at the shop right with my mom on a Tuesday at, at 11 a.m. You know, I chill in the air, falls on the way. Yes, yup, yes, yup. Yes. You're in the car and it's like, you know, you know, let's get McDonald's for lunch. Let's stop by McDonald's on the way home. You know, like Ugh. there was that feeling or even just sometimes my mom would do this where we just all of a sudden she would just turn into the McDonald's. We go, what? We're going to McDonald's? Like it was, it'd be one oh, of those I days. That. Yeah. Yeah. I remember That's that happening. Such a great. Mom yeah. nuance, you know so what I mean? Good. I love those sort of, yes, I love yeah. that. What's happening? Why? And um, <laughs> my favorite of that is when my mom and her friend June took me and my brother and June's son. We went to the movies, and we were all under the impression that we were going to see Sleepless in Seattle. And then when we got to the ticket window, my mom said, you know, two adults and three children for Jurassic Park. And we lost our minds. We couldn't believe that we were going to see Jurassic Park. We thought it was Sleepless in Seattle. It was the best. <laughs> I still remember it. I remember the moment of like, what? Ugh. So parents out there, those little surprises, your kids remember them. Um, oh, yeah. I I remember when I saw Jurassic Park, I had to leave the theater. I'm sure you oh, know God, the story. Oh, God, of course. I... I I don't know how I survived the Tyrannosaurus Rex scene, but I did. I was like, like I probably was just too scared to breathe or move, but I mm. was just like, you know, and your mom looks over, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. And then, you know, the raptor scene, Ugh. I was out. I, I, I think, I don't think I cried, but I could tell, my mom could tell I was not, you know, I was like apoplectic at that point. I was just like, and I remember, I, this is like such a, you know, it's in like sort of one of those McDonald's moments in a way too, where I, I remember being so scared and I, like, I remember the chill of the AC in the summer and then I walked outside and you know that like, where it's just so bright uh -huh. and the sun just kind of hits you and we stood against the wall and my mom just kind of like talked me down. I didn't cry, but I was just so terrified at the same time, <laughs> oh. but I'm glad that you had a more... <laughs> I had a great time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. A great time. Yeah, yeah. I was a sensitive boy, as, yeah. as we all know. You were, I, I'm just picturing the scene of Laura Dern running out of the power station and crying. And oh, like, no. That's you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was like, run. R run. She says, <laughs> run. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Oh, well. Um, well, that's good. I'm glad. Um, I, I do love that feeling. One of the things, you know, like, I mean, this this voiceover thing, she said, the, one of the cool things that she said was she didn't start voiceover until she was 38. Oh. She's been doing it for 22 years. And she works. Are you ready for this? Uh -huh. She works four hours a week. Get out Can of my house. Get out of I my know. goddamn I'm like, house. Why, why isn't everyone a voice? And granted, she's put in the work. This is right. not, then she made that very clear from the beginning. She's like, what's good for the goose is not always good for the gander. It's like, it's, mm -hmm. um, you know, this doesn't work for everyone, but this is what I know. And this is what I has worked for me. And I just, I really love her. I, I, I'm, I'm so glad that she's my teacher in a way too, but like four hours away. And she's, she's a playwright. It's like, yeah, I do this. And I also like write stuff and, 
it's the life I want to be yeah. living. And I, you know, it's, you know, without it sounding too infomercially, like it's like, and you too can be a voiceover artist and work for it. It's, it's, you know, that's a long ways away, but if that's what's at the end of the rainbow, it's like, yeah, I, I can, I can hunker down and work towards this. Definitely. That's totally yeah. like, that's what I want is that kind of life where, I think about, you know, you can still have the Tuesday morning. And, yes. You know, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And I can still have the Tuesday morning and still have that kind of schedule and have it be a diverse thing of like podcasting and voiceovers and maybe some writing and maybe some editing and some freelance stuff like that. Like having just that variety of like creative projects and all of that kind of funding and fueling your life on your own schedule. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people now, especially now this year, are, are you know with the whole great resignation and all of that. I think a lot of people yeah. are. That's a that's what you want. I mean, that's I certainly that the idea of. I mean, I know that you you're you are you are letting a place support you financially right now. Uh, you know, some yeah. day job because it's just a day job for a period of time, and one day it'll be this like you know blip. It won't even exist, and that's how day yeah. jobs are. But if I still had my day job was awful. My day job was like killing me slowly. And if I still had it now, I don't know how I would stay in it. Like I, I just don't think I could ever do it again. I could never be in an office again. I could never exist in that environment again. I can't even fake it. It, yeah, it's just not, you just get to the point where you're like, I can't unsee and unknow what I know, you know? Yeah. It's like what we were talking about in the main episode too. It's like when I, we used to walk into my office and, want to talk about the Emmys or I, I remember I remember when um when Trump got elected in 2016 mm-hmm. and I was devastated driving to work and I was just like okay well at least like we're all going to be there and we're all going to be upset not one person came up or like you know we just everyone yeah. just went back to work and I was like how how and like Keon's job like everyone was just you know like it's it's the I guess it's about being around the right people, obviously, too. But right. Like, I, I, I think one of the things for me is, like, I miss being really good at my job, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. teaching voice, like, it was kind of a journey because, like, I, I knew what I was doing and didn't know what I was doing at the same time. And over, like, three years, I really became, like, good at it. And, right. But it was it didn't check off all these other boxes at the same time, too. So I was like, all right, well, I'll go to this account management job. And I'm... I'm fine at it. I'm I'm just fine, but I'm yeah. not great at it. And like, I just miss being, you know, proud of my work and like saying like, I'm really fucking good at my job. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I know it's so, like 98% of the, you know, the country and the world doesn't have that luxury because we all have to work. But I just do feel like eventually if, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. I hear what you're saying, though. Your thoughts, Colin. Your thoughts, yeah. I totally get what you're saying, where I I had the same feeling in my last job, and it's that feeling of, like, I want to feel like I'm doing the thing that I'm good at, that I'm supposed to be doing. You want to have that, like, I'm wearing the right size shoes kind of feeling and, and, you know, not developing blisters and hammer toes. You know what I mean? Like, there's... and, And when you're in a job that's not right for you, and I did it for years, like, it just... You can do it for a while, but, you know, I think we've talked about this with your job where it's, like, so long as you don't have to, like, move up and get promoted or whatever and, like, be more yeah, accountable, right, then it gets – then it's, like, well, shit, I, I can't – I have to dedicate more of my energy and my life to this. This is becoming my career, you know, and and 
neither of us want that. You know, some people do. Some people really thrive on like, yeah, I need a, great, a great, nine to five yeah, office thing that gives me structure for the rest of my life. I love that. That good for you. I wish, I wish I was built like that because I, I would be, I'd be more successful. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, I got to the point where, you know, I was making really stupid, good money at my day job. And I was like, it, it's true. It doesn't matter how much money you make, you will be miserable, you know, and, and knowing where that break, that cutoff is of like, when, when do you need to leave something because doing it just for the money is actually costing you something, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, I mean, I keep going back to this voiceover class. It's going to be on, it's, you know, it's going to be the theme of the episode, too. but like the conversations we were having too, it's like, you know, the patterns that she was going through and your, her young, like professional career up to like when she started before she started voiceover was is like identical to mine like mm. i would go i you know i did new york and theater and like moved to all that other stuff and then i came back and then i you know just had like i had a, i worked at barnes and noble and then i went back to sort of performing a little bit but like kind of doing both and then i was like okay i'm gonna get a real job and like cut everything off mm-hmm. and but you always come back to it it's like you you cannot escape it whatever that is, whatever like creative impulse you are trying to stifle. And yeah, like the healthy, the healthiest option is to have both is to like have a day job that you really like and, um, and you know, like do theater or write or, or dance or or paint, whatever it is that you're like sets you on fire, like do it because we all need to make a living. And I, I understand that at the same time, but even when I was younger, I just never got it. I, I didn't understand. I was like, my dad worked for the postal service. He never got another job. He never like thought about getting a different job. He just did it. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and he's like, work is supposed to be work. I remember him saying that to me when I'm younger and it's not his fault for saying that, but like, and it didn't really like stick with me because I was like, I reject that. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't I, believe in that. I don't either. I don't believe in it either. And I just, and I think that, it's very easy to just resign yourself to that of like, well, you know, and I saw the same thing with my parents right? and my stepdad, he's, he is 62 now. He has been mm-hmm. working since he's been working since he was, you know, a teenager, but you know, has always been working and like has kind of worked, you know, within his whole adult life, kind of in the same company, same, you know, industry, whatnot, and is meant to retire in a few months or so. And I feel like, I don't think he even knows what the fuck to do with himself once he retires. And it's so crazy that like your job can become your entire life, but then you leave that job and they will replace you and it will be as if you never existed. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is in my old company. It is as if I never existed, you know? Yeah. they've, They've closed up the gap. They've closed up the hole, whether they hire someone else or they redistribute the work to other people, which is what they did, because um, I'm sure they still haven't hired someone because, you know, no one wants that fucking job in 2021. Um, then, you know, like, it's that crazy thing of like, yes, yeah, someone will say like, you know, uh, works, you know, you have to put a certain amount of energy and thought and care into it. But like, all it's going to give you back is a certain amount of money. It gives two shits about you otherwise, you know? Um, so that kind of allegiance yeah. is imbalanced, you know? I was just reading an article last week, because when you said about your stepdad, too, it's um, that he, there was this man, at, it's like a local Pittsburgh man um, that had, like, an, an article in the paper, and I didn't actually read the article, it was very sad, but, like, he he had literally just retired 
you know, probably around 60, 65, whatever it was, and then got di- diagnosed with colon cancer and died like seven months later. Ugh. It's like, and, and it's like those stories, it like, it breaks my heart not only for his, you know, for him and his family and just like the situation on paper of like how, you know, random and fucked up and cruel cancer is, but also what, if, you know, what if he was one of those guys who just worked like my dad mm-hmm. and finally got to the end of the line and you, 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 you're, it's it's a new chapter. It's a new part of your life that's just about to begin, and then all of a sudden the doors close. I'm like, right. Oh, it makes me feel like the the walls are closing in in a way. And I, I, it's keep in mind too. And I think this is like what you also feel. It's not that I don't want to work. Oh I mean, yeah. yeah, like I work sucks. Like let's just agree. But at the same time, it's like why can't I, why can't I figure out something that is fun too. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of like what both of you, uh, both you and I have been searching for like all this year in a way too. It's like, what is this? Yeah. yeah. What, what, what are we, what are we being led towards? You know, like we're both open to these situations and, you know, you know, there's like the Oprah sort of like manifesting and all that other stuff too. But I, I do believe like both of you, both of you, both of us in our own separate ways are kind of like gravitating towards something that's like, in the same neighborhood at the same time and mm-hmm. um, figuring it out together. I mean, we've had conversations off mic too and on mic. And I, I mean, when I listen to, to podcasters talk about this, I'm always energized by it. So I apologize if anyone's bored by this, but I, you know, it's, it's kind of what's going on in our lives. And I think everyone secretly wants to be doing what they want. Like I've never asked my dad the question, what would, what would you have done? You know? Right. I know. I was. Talk- I think it would make me too sad. I think it would make me too sad. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. I was gonna say I was talking to my mom, having a similar conversation where, you know, I was talking. About, I was saying how, like, I was just kind of reassuring her, like, oh, you know, right now, you know, it's like I'm, I'm good on money. Like, I don't have to like find a job, and you know, something about money. And I was just, and then I said, not, and I said, not like I'm bragging to you about how much money I have. I'm not bragging to my mother about how much money I have. I know you have yeah. more money than me. Like it's so, and she's like, no, I know. I, I said, I know this is no big deal. She's like, no, it is a big deal because like the life you're leading right now, like I never took that opportunity. I never yeah. took that opportunity to figure out what I wanted to do or like had that sense of unknown. You know, it was, I, I, that just wasn't my story. And so, you know, uh, it is exciting because you're, you're charting a path that I didn't consider. And, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and I think that that is very much true is like, it, it's, it's being willing to ask like, well, what do I want to do? And moving out of that idea of like, well, you got to have a job, you know, like for example, I do not have health insurance right now and I'm not bragging, mm-hmm. but there's a part of me that's like, <laughs> fuck health insurance. Is there another way? You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. I'm officially disillusioned with health insurance. Like, cut to, I get hit by a car tomorrow. But, like, I just, things like that. I'm just like, fuck a 401k. I'm not retiring at 62. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to get a 401k because I don't plan on retiring, you know, waiting to retire, I should say, until I'm older. Like, that's that's not the model. You know what I mean? It's different. If I'm going to retire, it's going to be in my 40s. Let's be, let, or I'm going to keep working and doing things I can do in my 70s. You know what I mean? Like, it's that that doesn't exist. And so it's a lot of, especially with our parents, of like, well, the narrative is different. The model is different. Like, it's just, you don't stay at the same job for 40 years and make money. The only way to make money is to leave a company and go to a new company. Yeah, there's there's a friend of Keon's. Uh, I I won't mention their name too, but um, they've 
they've they've jumped up the ladder considerably in the past like year and it's just like i'll work for this company i think they stayed Mm -hmm. with the company for like three years or something and then they saw an opportunity that could like it was like a sixty thousand dollar increase per year like they're making a lot of money right now too yeah i'm like who fucking cares do it go for it like it is it is it's like why wouldn't you do that because we Mm -hmm. all think that like when you settle somewhere it's too much to quit or like that that idea of like well what would they do if i quit you know i thought the same way with all my voice students i'm like oh my gosh there's i mean not not all of them but uh, Mm. most of them i really loved and you know it's it's very sad to leave them because it's such an emotional connection and some of them were with me for three years but you know a week later, I was gone, and they found a new teacher. Right. And that's all it was. It, it was just like, uh, I, you should be actively seeking out something. And, and But again, if you're if you're happy where you are, I, I think it's just like, I want that for everyone. But I know that not everyone can have it, I guess, or want yeah. it. Yeah. Well, those are, the, those are the hard truths, is that you can... You can put a bumper sticker on any car that set to say believe your believe in yourself and follow your dreams. Yeah. But not every car can drive that distance for one reason or the yeah. other. You know what I mean? Like you can go on Instagram and you can read the inspirational posts about like, you know, uh start today and today's the day, you know, the rest of your life changes. But like if you're reading that and there's all these other reasons why today isn't the day, then that's the reality. And that's the reality is there's a lot of people who would listen to this conversation and say, well, isn't that privilege that you guys can even consider this? And the answer sure, is, yeah. yes, you're right. Yeah. It is. And I'm not going to throw that fucking privilege away by wasting it. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And maybe I can do something good with it, you know? I mean, I think that's, you know, uh, I don't want to feel bad about pursuing all of this because I already put enough blocks up in front of myself to pursuing these things. I don't need to pick up other people's blocks, you know? Yeah, what do you find, because I'm curious too, because I feel like it's different with everyone, because, you know, I've read, I mean, not only inspirational quotes, but, like, I could... I could start a whole library with like self-help books that I bought and like, you know, some that were, were really effective, some that I've never even read, you know, podcast interviews, Ted talks, all that stuff mm-hmm. too. But like, you know, the idea of like, do it, um, you know, start whenever you're not ready or do it while you're scared, all those stuff, uh, all those sort of like things that do make sense. And like, I I've, uh, honestly, like, yeah, I, I do acknowledge and think that there's truth in that, but where like in your biggest life decisions like even quitting your job or starting the podcast or uh, you know all right mary that is and like what what do you feel made you pull the trigger i find that when i look back on all of the big stuff it was and the big stuff that was successful i should probably qualify there was never a big dramatic pulling of the trigger or a big dramatic like decision it was kind of like it, it always, like, I think, for example, this is a minor one, but, like, the I, when I, I wrote this play and in 2014, it was, I, we did it in the Fringe Festival, and, like, it was the, you know, the first thing I'd ever had produced, and, like, I'd never had, you know, it was just, it was a big deal to me, and it was really, like, a huge accomplishment yeah. for my life, and I just had never done that before, and, um, and I never had an intention of doing it, but the way that it all ended up happening was very, there was a coworker of mine who was, you know, the, she was the, 
office manager, but was also an actress. And it came up in conversation that I was a writer and she was an actress. And she facetiously was like, oh, you got any parts for me? And I was like, well, I got this one play. And we started talking about it. And she said, oh, we should do a reading of this. You should hear this out loud. And so she helped me organize with like her actor friends to do a reading of the yes. play. And then one of the actors there was like, you know, you should really submit this, the, this to the Fringe Festival, the deadline's in a week. And I was like, okay, sure. And so I did. And then I got in. And then, you know, so like, I didn't, I didn't plot it out. You know what I mean? I didn't uh, see it coming. And I think maybe that's what the answer to your question is. I never saw it coming. And I think that there is, like, whereas an example of something that I saw coming and it failed was like, moving to California and becoming a health coach. I didn't want to really sure. do I, either of those things. I didn't do them because they were organically like true to me. I did them because I thought I was supposed to do them or I thought that they were the right decision mm -hmm. or I thought they would move me in a direction that I was supposed to be in or make me someone I was supposed to be. But they weren't true to me. They weren't real. And I think the real stuff just kind of unravels more than explodes. It's not a jack-in-the-box. It's a fruit-by-the-foot. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I got it, I got yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. I love a fruit by the foot. Right? And so that's kind of been my takeaway is like the, it, it always ended up being that if I just kind of relaxed and trusted and listened to the tea, read the tea leaves and listened to myself and um, took the little cues, I feel like that always resulted in the bigger decisions. I mean, even quitting my job, it was like, I was just like, no, I just, have to do this it's just done i it's almost as if i hadn't made the decision you know um but yeah i don't know it's it, i i think that more often than not it's not the stuff we prepare for or it's not what we prepare for that happens yes yes i agree i i do agree i think that i didn't see it coming or as if that was as we said mm -hmm. i didn't see it coming yeah mm -hmm. I, I i think that i don't know i think for me also it's like little things just start to add up and yep. start to make sense. But I, I always think, because, you know, I'm an acceptance speech queen, mm -hmm. I always think of the, I think I talked about it on the pod, maybe, but the acceptance speech with Anna D. Shapiro, who directed August Osage County on Broadway. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I, I can't remember how it started, but she maybe she said something like, success or, you know, having a career in the theater is solely dependent on, like, whether it, the fact of, like, how does she say it? even though they don't need to people make room for you mm. and you mm -hmm. know i think of the people you know that that girl you just uh, talked about with like um you know staging you, the reading of your play i think it's just like it's just i don't know i mean there's there's fate there's luck there's like all this other thing you know whatever however you want to define it too but like it was always sort of meant to happen i guess and right. it's up to you whether you respond to that or don't respond to that like you just kind of have to I guess keep putting it out into the universe, but yeah, I, I I think that those those little things just add up to change. Even though they like, I think about a diet. Like, okay, yep. all diets start on Monday, no matter what. I can't start a diet on a Thursday. Are you joking? You know what I mean? Stuff right, like that. But like, right. like for instance, I just Keon's really watching what his what he eats for like some tummy issues, mm -hmm. and as a result, I've also kind of been like following suit, even though. Maybe I plan on eating a pizza later. I don't know. Right. But like I, you know, like I feel like I, I weighed myself and I lost like two or three pounds. And I was like, oh, I didn't even like try to do this. As right. opposed to I'm going to do a sugar detox for 21 days. Oh, God, right. Gonna, like this is this is what it is. And I'm just going to have to suffer. And like, and then it slowly just becomes something. It's like, 
I don't know. I think like there is some logic to doing it while you're scared or doing it when you don't think you're ready, but you kind of, you can't actively be thinking about it too. Like, okay, this is the day I start page one of my novel or I'm going to sign up for that painting class or, you know, whatever it happens to be. I, yeah, I don't know. it's interesting. It's like I mean, the artist's way. I feel like there's you know all things all roads yeah, lead back to. Sure. But the, one of the the quotes that I love the most from the artist's way or the the idea is that like um, you got to run for the bus and that like the bus is coming, but you got to run for it. And like if you run for it, you'll get on the bus. But like you you can't just like sit there and expect the bus to plow into your living room. But I think it's the other nuance there is what does it mean to run for the bus? Cause some could say running for the bus is like, you know, planning out exactly what's going to happen. But I don't think it is. I think it's kind of like when I think of running for the bus, I think of like, okay, I know where it is. What's the, you know, what's the best way to get there? Maybe I should go this way. How about I go this way? Oh, I think I can hear it. Let mm-hmm. me go this way. There's, there's something more intuitive about it. When I think of running for the bus, the reason I, I like it is because in my mind with that idea, you don't see the bus, but you know where the bus stop is. And you just have to trust that when you get there, the bus will be there, you know? Yeah, there's something, as far as running in the bus, or just like, you know, the other sort of, I feel like, sister to that is like taking the leap or whatever it happens to be, whatever you want to, how to define it too. But like, you know, even starting Squirrel Friends, it's like, we didn't know what we were doing. Like, we just wanted to start a podcast. And there's something really valuable to not knowing what you're doing, I feel, in a way, because you're just going to do it anyway. And you don't really, as long as you keep doing it, it, you're going to get better at it. And, you know, it's, I kind of miss those days. And I'm sure you can relate to like the early days of All Right, Mary, when it was like, oh my God, we got like 60 like downloads this week. It's yeah. crazy. You know, I it's rem- like when it jumped from nine to 25 an episode, I yeah. was like, in back in the Miss Bliss days, I was like, oh my God, there's like people listening. And then yeah, we got our first yeah. email from Sister Mary Shane. And, and it, I was like, there's people listening and emailing. And it, it just, yeah, we had, there was no plan with all right mary there was no plan and then it yeah. turned into this thing and yeah, yeah there's yeah. a great example no intention whatsoever i like i thought i was going to be a health coach and i went and i did the whole thing and i put all this effort into it blah 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 and i was like i don't think i want to do this but i think this is what i'm supposed to do and it just didn't work and yet with the podcasting i was like i didn't go into it with any intentions and now it's like yeah i kind of want to do this for the rest of my life you know yeah yeah it's, well, it's super cool. I mean, yeah. we could we could go on, could right? Go on, yeah, but, maybe um, we've lost everybody, but this is you know this is an after show. If you want, if you want uh, awards talk, yeah, you the lights are dim. Yeah, we're just, we're just relaxing on the couch. I'm not wearing shoes. I know that much. Yeah, feet tucked up on on the side. Absolutely. You know? uh, well, all that being said, I guess just to be topical, I will. I I did mention earlier that I. I started watching that documentary Lula Rich about Lula Rowe. Yes, tell it, me. It's fascinating. I mean, I think I'm only two episodes in, so you know, there's probably way more to the story. But they get into like the early days of Lula Rowe and how it grew, or at least kind of the basic model of basically buy this maxi dress at ten dollars wholesale and sell it for twenty five retail. That's the business model, you know? And then it all just like fell apart from there. And I was like you know, the early days of this business model, I don't see a problem with this. And I was like, oh no, I, this is how this shit works is you think it all makes sense. And before you know it, you're in a cult, you know? And I just, it was all very fascinating. And I, and I was thinking like, 
you know, I just think if if they had people helping them run their business and they weren't so greedy, this thing really could have been successful. But I guess, you know, uh, then we wouldn't have this documentary. But anyway, it's very interesting. It's very fascinating. And um, I've always been fascinated by Lula, LuLaRoe. And I've always been fascinated by multi-level marketing, but the ugly leggings and the dresses and that whole culture and like people with their garages full of like just rotting garments. I just, oh, now that is a subculture. It really is, and I I haven't watched it yet. Is it a it's is it, how many parts is it? Because it's not just a, a documentary, right? Is it a series? It's a series, and I, I don't know if it's over yet. I think so far there's at least like five parts out. They're all about a half hour, um, and you know it's on Amazon Prime. It it flies by. It's you know it's a modern documentary. It's basically a TikTok, uh, you know, extended TikTok, you know. Yeah, I feel like it's juicy. It's like kind of you know, the name on everyone's lips is. Uh, I can't even remember the name of it. Yeah, Lula Rich. Yeah, Lula Rich. Whatever yes, her name yes, is. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. It's it's worth a watch if you're just looking for something different. You know, something to shake it up. So, what about you? Anything else you've been watching that you want to bring up? Um, a great question. I mean, a lot of it's sort of just like last week too is wrapped up in BSA the week slash assignment stuff. Okay. Um. I still haven't figured out, and but I, as I say this, I haven't really done the research either on how to watch the new season of The Great British Bake Off. I feel like I saw it on Hulu or Netflix, but it was it was only still like, what do they call it, series or collection eight, something mm-hmm. like that. I feel like they're on season nine right now. So I'm, I'm interested in um, sort of diving into that. I feel like that'll be a nice sort of... Uh, I don't know, palate cleanser for whenever I need something like comforting and, you know, kind media to watch. But other than that, um, no, well, you know, not really. Speaking of that, uh, someone was telling me about there is, I think it's on Netflix, and it is, and I'm blanking on the name. I could probably look it up, but it's a baking show hosted by the woman who started Milk Bar, Christina Tozzi. And oh, I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Baking show. Okay, here we go. Uh, Bake Squad. And so what it is, and I haven't watched it, but uh, my friend was just telling me that, like, I guess every week there's four bakers, and they'll have some kind of assignment. Like, I want you to make me, like, a a rock and roll wedding cake, for example. And then there's four different bakers who all have to, like – take a shot at making the cake and then one person wins at the end but what's great about it is every week it's the same four bakers and so like it's not like nailed it or these other shows where it's like the different people every episode it's the same four people and it's just who wins this week oh wow so it's like and i yeah there's no eliminations and 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 like you have a chance next week to win again and it's um I love that idea. I love the idea that, like, it's also about, like, seeing that baker's style every week and how they apply it to this challenge or that challenge, you know? Oh, that's really interesting. I'm surprised there were only four. I feel like they could have, like, eight or ten even, you know what I mean? Like, almost like a bake-off sort of situation. But, you know, maybe there's a point system or maybe no one wins. It's just like, oh, yeah, you get to the end of the season and you say goodbye. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I think that and it might be like she has like these might be like four bakers that maybe she works with. And I don't know. I have no idea all the details. I just what I liked about it was that it was, you know, uh, instead of the, the the elimination factor, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, there's there's bumper. It's bumper bowling. You know, nobody goes. Yeah, home. I do like that. I like that concept. I think that should be applied to some other shows, too. I wonder if that's like a trend. You know what I mean? Starting something like that. 
Yeah, I I feel like I don't remember who told me this, but that there was rumors that the you know which I I've, I've now heard both Bob and Trixie kind of allude to like a thing they did, and I do think that's an all winter season of Drag Race. But I think the rumor that I heard is the way that they're doing it is like it's a point system and nobody goes home. I would, yeah, it's like I I think that's that's one of the things I thought of too. I'm first of all I want to say I'm surprised Trixie agree to do it because i feel like she's just like eh, i'm not too competitive i won drag race i don't really need to go back but maybe they're like we need you to come back we'll pay you a lot of money to do it i don't know i'm sure they, they she's one of the biggest names yeah. from the franchise so to have her back for a winter series absolutely um, um but yeah i think that it would be sad to see like a bob go home first you know what i mean especially or like a right. jinx or something like that like I, especially like the queens that you really want to see because it's like that even with All-Stars. You know, there's maybe a little bit of fluff at the beginning, but, like, once you get to, like, top eight or six, it's like, I don't want anyone to go home. Right, right. And I love I love changing the structure instead of going home to being, like, like I don't know if they're going to do, like, you know, people holding up the points cards on the on the judges panel, like, you oh, know, yeah. like legendary. Yeah, that's you true, know? that's true. Uh, um, but, yeah, so, uh, so just, a, you know... Some other things, potentially, common content. Sure. Um, I don't think I have anything else that I've really been watching. The only thing I'll just mention, these always just feel like ads for the Matreon episodes of All Right, Mary, but we did just do this movie called The Fan. The Fan. The fan. And <laughs> it's terrible, but you would appreciate it because it's it's a it's like a you know it's a horror movie obviously but it's a lauren bacall plays this like actress who's doing a musical on broadway and there's this guy who's obsessed with her Mm. and um and the music okay so first of all the rehearsals for the musical are definitely taking place in the exact same rehearsal room as smash (gasps) i you're convinced. Guarantee it. Okay, great, great. I'm convinced. Uh, she's in this terrible musical called, that it's obviously fake, uh, called Never Say Never with songs written by Marvin Hamlish and Tim Rice. And it's some of the worst. I mean, it makes Come From Away look like company. It's <laughs> so bad. Okay. So um, I, I might just send you some highlights. But the, the real upside is... Um, Maureen Stapleton plays her her secretary slash assistant, and it is a, such a BSA performance. Okay. Yeah, so, I saw it come out, but I was um, like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's a uh, it's a wackadoo little movie, but uh, very much. I I think maybe I can find it and like just go to you know a time mark, and you can see like, oh yeah, this is all the same locations as Smash. Great, cool. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I'm kind of ready to move on to our assignment, our BSA of the week. Yeah, me too. Let's let's do it. Um, let's do it. Who, I, I was not going to say who wants to start, but I'm talking to only you and not like a class full of kids. Um, I kind of want to go why don't first. You start. Yeah, yeah I, why don't you start? So you assigned me um, more episodes, basically the the next two to be specific of Work in Progress, which is on Showtime. Um, mm-hmm. And I text. I had to text you because I just could. I was beside myself with. I I get it, and I I I, mm. I think I really really get it now. Of like what this show is doing, and showing us, and like what stories they are telling is by far. Again, it's like why why aren't more people talking about this show? 
And I know you said I on know. your most recent episode in the details, you're you know you're just dying to talk to someone about it, and I, I, I get now why you've assigned it to me. And I, I only did watch the next two, but I was like, damn, this show feels. It's like we were talking about with hacks in the main episode too. It's like the writing, the performing, everything is so. It just feels. Um, it just feels right. I don't know how else to describe yeah. it. I'm like, yes. Yeah. And oh my gosh, the amount of times I cackled like out loud when, I mean, I will say the gifts that Abby sends in text messages. Oh yeah. I yeah. was screaming the Mr. Roper text. And then the other one, <laughs> was it like a gorilla or a lion or something like that, that she sent? It was, I mean, this is, you probably don't even remember these at this point because it's in season one too, but right. um, I, and the timing of everything, the way that it's edited, the way that it's directed, I'm just in love with this show. Like I, Ugh. I just, I, and I, I want to watch more. I will watch more. Um, you know, I think that every week I should just, you know, I'll, I'll tell you where I am. I don't think there's any more assigning needed because I, I understand the assignment as they say. Okay. Um, yes. I, I figured I, I trust you. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, and I just love Abby. I just love her so much. I, I, I think she's such a fascinating character and kind of mm-hmm. everything that we're looking for and sort of like a modern day sort of heroine of just trying to navigate the queer experience, but also navigating like dating and maintaining relationships and friendships. We did. I did meet Campbell. It was very brief. Ugh. But I am yeah. thrilled about Campbell. <laughs> I can't wait. And oh, how, like, season two, like, I mean, it's very easy to binge the show, but the way that it, it expands in season two and the way that it grows yes. and the way that all of the characters and, like, the, what we see about Campbell in season two and about Abby and Campbell's friendship, it's, I won't ruin it. I'll just say that, like, I... I am so, I just, ugh, I'm so, I'm so glad you're loving it, first of all. I think that's most important. I'm so glad you're loving it, and I'm so happy you're going to keep watching, because I really want you to get to season two, because that's where I'm like, I love, I like season one a lot. I love season one, but like season two, I didn't even know it could get that much more powerful and expansive and funny and smart and moving and blah, 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 blah. It's, at this point work in progress and pen 15 and even and the other two, like these are the shows that I'm always championing, you know, of like, I just need people to always be appreciating these shows. I love it as much as I love pen 15. Oh, well that that's, I mean, I can see it. I can, even in the four episodes that I've watched, I, you know, there's an attachment starting to, to form and, and just like really, again, to know that there's even, like the stakes, not the stakes, but you know, that it gets even better in season two is so exciting because I think it's so solid, so solid. Yeah. And like the, the yeah. clear stories that they're telling, even like, and Chris's character and like the people that he hangs out with and how like it's being dealt with in such a, like, uh, it's, it's like we were saying before, like in our other main episode, it's just like, like, it's like, I hate the word normalized, but like, it's not really, it's just like, yeah, he's a trans guy. And this is like, this is how right. he's navigating this relationship with Abby. And these are some ground rules that he set. And this is how the relationship is working. And everyone communicates effectively, which in on paper could sound really boring because there's no conflict there. But there is conflict. Do you know what I mean? Between that, like it, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, 
oh my gosh, I'm just like so in love and enamored by this show. And I did, I did want to mention one thing is the, um, when Campbell, when, when Abby and Chris first sleep together for the first time, that scene is amazing. <laughs> she says, I need to turn the lights. Oh yeah. What does she say? I need to turn the lights down 150%. Like to have like complete. Right. Yeah. And she's like, who knew that my alarm clock was so bright? <laughs> so bright. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I, but also when Campbell started texting her and it was like, what are you doing tomorrow? And then it was another text besides ignoring me. And then, I mean, perfect timing was a, a I... fatal attraction. Glenn Close. I wouldn't, I'm not going to be ignored, Dan gif. And I was like, <laughs> I am obsessed with the gif usage in this show because I've never, I've not seen another show that does like, yes, they show text messages, but they never show gifts. And I was like, Oh, yeah. that is so crucial to like a relationship, to a friendship, to really add that next layer of like, it says everything about them and how they communicate without saying anything. I, I, yeah, love this show. Oh, I'm so happy. I, I just can't wait for you to get to season two. I just, it, I just know that like I'm just so excited for what the show is gonna give you. Yeah, oh, I'm so yeah. excited about this. Good, 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 good. I'm, I'm thrilled because yeah, this is my baby, and and I think Abby is just the loveliest, just the loveliest. Yep little munchkin i just think she is so lovable and so sweet and so real Ugh, i love that show i i love it a lot too i'm i'm i can't wait to see what's what happens i can't wait to see yeah well you had assigned me certainly um just as rich just as complex (laughs) of a a narrative but indeed the infamous sponge lady the i think her name is d grunig i think that was her name yeah i think Uh, yes uh, whatever it is. So, and, and I'm, th- she has been around for a while. She's very much a spiritual sister to the curtain lady of Coventry. And there's two versions of there's the, the five and a half minute highlight version, you know, of this video, or there's the 37 minute version. And I don't know which one you had wanted me to watch, but I, I was watching the 37 minute version. I was like, let's just see what the five. Yeah. Do the, do so the, know. you know, the cliffs notes. Let, yeah. Let's do the cliffs notes. Cause I was like, I, yeah, cause I watched about seven minutes of the, of the 37 minute one. And I was like, you know, I'm loving you've this. Seen one, I'm, you've seen them all. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Like, give me the highlights. And what I love about this woman, cause of course, what's so viral about her is she's just, she's, you know, uh, she's very excited about sponging. She's just like, I think she talks about how, you know, at night I'll just, I'll be doing these sponge paintings and either I'll just, I'll, I'll, eventually get to the point where I calm down and I go to sleep where I'm just up all night doing sponges. And she just, she's a nutcase, but in a way that she is so excited and so happy about painting with sponges and ink that you can't really, you can't really ding her. You know what I mean? Like I can't even make fun of her after a while. Cause I'm like, well, she seems to really being enjoying what she's doing. And given the whole conversation we just had this episode, who am I to knock someone doing what they love, you exactly. know? And uh, I, so I love her passion. And I think that it's easy to just mock someone like that. And of course it is also ridiculous, but I feel like there's also this like inspiration of like, yeah, fucking love the thing you love so much that people can't help but agree with you you know yeah it's like equal parts passion you know like as far as like and equal parts being one hell of a saleswoman i mean she could 
Mm-hmm. It's it's. I think what's really kind of almost like relaxing because this actually popped up like as an ASMR video on my sort of like YouTube. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Call? I I, I want to call it a for you page because I'm so into TikTok these days. Um, right, but yeah, right. It's so like recommended videos. videos yeah. yeah, and it, this came up, and I was like, I'm always down for that. And it's more or less. I I don't get as much ASMR from her more as like I'm just like wow she is really committed and invested into this and like the different like i said it's like you probably don't need to watch the 37 minutes because you once but like she you know she'll tilt the paper a certain way and like the way (laughs) she's just so excited for it in a way and it it is sort of like i know you're into infomercials so i'm glad that this is part of your catalog now that's that's the main reason why i assigned that to you but i'm glad you downgraded to the five minute version because I, i i should have maybe suggested that last week too well, the upside is that I, because I do like to actually, when I took my the, the my infamous nap, infamous nap earlier this yeah. afternoon, I fell asleep watching the Micro Crisp infomercial from like 1991 Ooh. with Kathy Mitchell, which is a, a high yes, recommend. The gold standard, but yeah. good the gold standard of like infomercials to fall asleep to. But I felt like oh, the 37 minute version, this would also be good because it's not too many loud sounds. It's a very gentle voice. There's paper sounds like, so there is value to the 37 minute version. Don't, don't. Yeah, if you have the time, go for it. But if, yeah, yeah, but also, yeah. yeah. I think both are acceptable in my eyes. Well, great. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Um, I'm. I think I'm ready to assign you your your assignments for next week. Colin. You bring it on. And it is a movie. Yeah. And I'm fairly certain you haven't seen it. It is a movie we've talked about before. Um, it involves mm-hmm. a one Joan Cusack and a best supporting uh-huh. role. Um, it okay. is School of Rock. Yes, yes, yes. I'm like my my fingertips are kind of coming together like in an evil villain. Uh, but I'm I think this is, you know, it's not a punishment. I think Joan will get you through it. I think this is first. He makes me watch Come From Away, and then he makes me watch School of Rock. I think, I think emphasis on think. But I do feel. Like, this is different than Come From Away. I think, like, if... I know, Amanda, if you're listening, I know that you will... I'm pretty sure that she champions this movie as well, too. It's Jack Black at his best. Yes, there are kids, but they're, like, the good kind of kid actors, if that makes sense. Um, I think that you'll really enjoy it. I think if you kind of loosen the reins a bit as far as just, like, maybe your preconceived notions of what it could or, like, potentially look like before you press play... And just kind of let mm-hmm. it wash over you. I think that it's, you know, Mike White is in it. He wrote it, right? And um, I love him. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that you'll enjoy a, an, an unusual sort of role for Joan Cusack, too. If anything, you'll walk out of this movie with another Joan Cusack role under your belt. And I think that's great. You know, I, I, I as much as I, I, I'm wriggling in my seat, I appreciate you holding my feet to the fire because here I am, you know, I, I, I love to be the cool kid. Oh, School of Rock, kids rocking out, gross. But I have to at least watch it first, you know? So, okay. Okay, you win. Yeah. I'll watch I, it. And there's really no other person I would ever cast in this role other than Jack Black. You know, I, I just, I really right. think that this role is meant for him. And there's, it's, it's, um, I think he's great in it. I'm surprised this wasn't. Maybe he was nominated for a Golden Globe. I I never did the research, but like I, it's such a globey performance too, and I just think that um, 
I think a lot of people, like, if it's like one of those, like, if you know, you know that this is Jack Black's, like, best role. And this movie is uh, really kind of underestimated, you know, from just looking at it, I can see, you know, a Colin Drucker type, not, <laughs> not being interested yeah. at all. So I'm, I'm very intrigued. If you hate it, you hate it. If you like it, you like it. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where you fall. All right. I mean, you know, not for nothing, but while I did hate come for, a, come from away, we had a really fun oh, conversation yeah, it's out of it. So... Such a phenomenon. A in the thing. Group text. I know. I feel like it, it, if, if I loved it, we probably still wouldn't be talking about That's it anymore. True. That's but so true. It became this thing, yeah. Um, so yeah, all right, all it's right. On Netflix. I've been I don't assigned. Know if I said that already, but I it's on Netflix, so it's 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 ready for you. Great. Well, hopefully, I still have my Netflix. I account. could give you mine too. If you need it, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could. I can get my own little like, pers- my little my little bubble. Yeah. Um, well, my assignment for you is also a movie. And it was going to be your assignment last week uh, if you were already at this point with work in progress where I, you were like, I'm good. I don't need the training wheels. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm riding my own. But I do think it is finally time for you to get trapped in a small private <gasps> elevator. Yay. I'm excited. It's time for you More to Olivia. watch Lady in a Cage. Yes. It is on, I believe, Amazon Prime. No, I think it's on Paramount Plus. I, I know that it is available for streaming in one of these, these opportunities, okay. whether it's Paramount Plus or Amazon Prime. I know someone has it for, for streaming, so you don't have to pay okay. for it. Um, I think you're really going to appreciate it and enjoy it. I really do. I think you'll you'll be glad to have this in your canon. And I think I'm excited to, I just think, I, I think it's going to ring bells for you. I really do. The whistle tones will be in full yes. salute. Yay. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm in. I can't wait. Yeah. I think between Olivia and Anne Southern and James Conn's chest hair, Ooh. I mean, yes. Oh, Say oh no. Why yeah. Why did you lead with that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but I'll tell you, it's, it's, there's so many reasons. So, uh, Great, Lady in a Cage. It's going to be great. Ugh, can't wait. Um, well, and that brings us to, alas, our BSA of the week, in which we queen out on a food or a song or a thing or anything in our lives that's acting as the best sporting actress of our lives. Whew. What do you got this week? I've actually got quite a few nominees, so I'm going to blow through them, even though I know we'll have to stop and chit-chat because some are just too good not to. Um, Go for it. So, number one, I mean... Dublin Zootrope is at his best when it's award season and he, mm. you know, Mark delivers every step of the way. I don't know if you saw his post this week, um, but one of them just sent me to like another level of there's a picture of Jennifer Coolidge in her Emmy's dress looking fabulous. And the caption is, <laughs> I think it's something to the effect of sometimes I feel that Jennifer Coolidge is just Diane Weist in drag. And I was like... <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I did not see it's that. It's like I love oh, that. it is perfect. I, I, it's Ooh. like something that I've always sort of thought, but never like thought about at the same time. I was like, yeah, this this makes total sense. So yeah. I love that. And then another post that he um put up was uh, <laughs> uh Chekhov's. Is it Chekhov who wrote the Three Sisters? Oh, I did see that. Yes. yes. Which is, With, uh, uh, yeah. So he put Jennifer Coolidge, Diane Weist, and Renee Zellweger all in, you know, the movie poster. And I was like, again, yes, it is. Yes. Uh, well, it's man. like actresses we want to see play sisters. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yes. like, that's that, that thing. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
I know. I love it. Uh, and, and yeah, and, and the Oscars posts were great. I, you know, as soon as I honestly, as soon as Olivia won, I think he was the first person I thought. Of. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> it's transcendent. He He's doing his best work during uh, award season. Um, another thing I want to mention that I feel will be particularly um, of interest to you is Keon and I went to Applebee's last night. Oh, my God. I well, I can understand now why he's, you know, eating healthily for tummy issues. Yeah, that'll <laughs> yes. do it. <laughs> uh, we both got salads. I did look, and I know you called them. I thought you were going to say we both got sick. <laughs> we <I'm> both sorry. <laughs> we both got sorry. sick. I lost three pounds. That's how I lost three pounds. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we survived. But we both got yeah. salads. Um, I did look, because I know you call them the chicken crispers, and I that was the first thing that my eyes looked for. And I... Whether they changed the name or maybe it's, you know, uh, sort of your own version of what you call the chicken tenders. I didn't see chicken crispers on the menu. They're at um, Chili's. That's why. They're at Chili's. Oh, yeah. that's right. Applebee's there spicy sister. Yeah. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I did get like a chicken tender salad with honey mustard. Their honey mustard is exceptional. It hit like everything that I was sort of in the mood for. Mm-hmm. Um, and Keon got, you know, the the, the Asian salad, you know. Uh, oh, the, so yes. I love that great. salad. Yeah. Yeah. It, w- it looked great. We both had a great time. You know, it's always good to just like head out to suburbia every once in a while and go to the Applebee's. So that was I love that it. That was yesterday. Um, but I, I think I only have two more before I kind of get to, or maybe one more before I get to my BSA of the week. So I want to let you jump in with anything you might have. I think I honestly just have one winner, one BSA of the week. So you're good to go. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll keep on keeping on over here. Um, I will say that the day that this episode drops is actually my mom's 60th birthday. Ah. Um, so happy birthday, mom. Come on, Deb. Love ya. We're going to celebrate this Saturday. It's going to be great. Well, that's um, so exciting. I know, but yeah, I think... I Wait, I'm... Because I wasn't... Tell me. Weren't you last weekend stressing about planning your mother's... Have I... Am I in a time loop? How many birthdays does this woman have? <laughs> I mean, it's been in the works for a while. And really, uh, the, my part that I've been playing along with Keon is organizing and sort of uh, putting together the party favors. So last weekend was a big sort of like, okay, this is the weekend we get everything that we need to buy so we can put together the favors. But we soon realized that that wasn't going to happen. So we had to order everything online in order to get... And they all came in and everything is fine. There's nothing that's like delayed, which is great. We got... Um, koozies made it says uh what the hell does it say and honestly we have a lot left over so you know when you come to pittsburgh you might walk home with um, a 60th <laughs> happy birthday Deb, 60th birthday koozie 27 um, koozies shoved in my check bag <laughs> yeah uh it's a bottle koozie because she likes her wine coolers of course of course um and then we got uh customized chapsticks made for her that have a little logo the Keon design it's very cute ah. and some uh, hand sanitizer that's like you know it's the theme is fall so we're going with that and I think the the hand sanitizer is like cinnamon pumpkin or something and then we got a votive candle that's fall harvest scented and we put it inside it actually all fit inside the bottle koozie which is kind of cool so we put like these we got these little cellophane bags that, you know, some have acorns, some have leaves, some have pumpkins. It all really came together. So we are, we're very excited to throw that party for her and celebrate her. Oh, good. I guess, yeah, I feel like last weekend you were 
you were busy and I thought you were like, I think you had texted us because I think you woke up to 128 text messages. That's right. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. And, and it, you know, it was like, you know, uh, sorry, I got to run. It's my mom's birthday. And so I was like, oh, it must be this weekend. So you're like, oh. I'm like, how many oh, times see, is this woman's birthday? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, understand I, I now. often joke. <laughs> I often joke to myself that I'm going to have to go part time uh, at work to keep up with the group text with Amanda, Jody and yourself, because it's it's a full time job. It is. Really. Uh, That's why I retired. And, uh, honestly, you have to commit a good amount of time if you send a text because you're going to get at least 25 in return, mm-hmm. which I love. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it was the day where um you woke up and you were still to all talking about come from away. And I woke, it was a day that we slept in and we had to do some shit mm-hmm. over the weekend. And it was just like out of bed, let's go. So I couldn't respond quick enough. Um, and Amanda, you know, she sent out that she said, where the hell is Nick? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, Oh, we're going to get yelled at. <laughs> Nick's sleep- I know. Yeah. yeah you got to get sleeping. in there. So. We have to, we're going to have to stop. Yeah. Well, you know, and I'll tell you this, I discovered this is, and you may already know this, but you, there is a way to just, um, hide the notifications for just one oh, conversation. I know. Okay. I know. Okay. Good. I, I do know that. Okay. Keon showed me. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, so that I, must be know, helpful. It's like the daily newspaper. I read through what everyone's saying and sometimes I respond and, you know, I do like the feature of like hitting, you know, like putting your thumb on the text and putting like a heart or a right. like or a haha. That's, right. That's uh, slowly becoming the norm, I guess. Because it, it sends, you know it, know, it lets the other person know that you liked it or saw it at least. So right. It's acknowledgement. I'm into that lately. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, well, I have my BSA of the week, um, but how about you do yours first, actually? Well, you know, actually, that it's appropriate, because my BSA of the week is indeed that group chat. I, I the, So Ooh. so Nick and Jody and Amanda, Jody and Amanda from We Love to Hate TV slash Everything and Total Request Pod, and Amanda Loves to Hate Teen Mom, which we are going to be on soon. Um, yeah. We have yeah this group chat with them, and then sometimes with Justine. Um, and I think yeah, Amanda was like, sometimes I don't think we should bother Justine with these come from away uh, references. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. Like, know your audience. But, oh yeah. Um, yeah. and so we kind of have two separate groups. But uh, there was that period that after we did our come from away episode, because uh, uh, Jody did not like come from away either, where we just destroyed it. Where it was just like, yeah. I don't care how you feel about it. We're going in on Beulah and. It has just been so much fun and so funny. And it was really, I think Amanda had said on a recent episode that like have, during the Emmys, like doing that group chat, it felt like I was watching the Emmys with people. And, yeah, you know, I haven't done that since I came to visit you in Pittsburgh, you know, I know. two years Gosh. ago or whatever, a year ago. 2019 Oscars. Or, yeah. yeah or, I guess it was 2020, I guess, because it was right. It was, oh, I guess it yeah, was. Yeah, it was yeah. right before. Yeah, um, you're right. And so it was just like, it was, it was really fun and it was really nice. I was like, oh, this was such a great little experience. And uh, yeah, it's just been, I, I feel like changes in the air and I'm feeling like that's true for me, you know, not just career wise and creatively, but like socially and like, who am I spending my time with? And people like a friend of mine recently, she and her husband and their kids just left the city. There's that experience of like Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. leaving and whatnot. And it's like, there was just a nice there's a nice consistency in having that group chat and um and it's like ugh and people who all get the joke and we all get the same references and and it's just it's it's just been the last couple of weeks it's just been particularly enjoyable to have that group chat yeah, it is never a dull moment over there. And everyone's like equally funny. Yeah, it's like everyone's funny. Everyone yeah. has something to contribute. Yeah. And whether it's like ripping on me or like <laughs> Jody with a zinger, it's like I'm 
I'm here for it. I love it. I love it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I just it's been it's been great. So um, great. So much love to our our best supporting podcasts sisters. sisters. I don't know our sister yeah. wives well, and podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, my my BSA of the week is something that you sent me last night that another good vanilla listener sent me. Uh-huh. It is indeed. An Ina Garden parody by Novimpia, N-O-V-Y-M-P-I-A, um, who I believe is a drag performer. I, I It sounds Australian, but it could be um, a, a UK accent I, I as well. I think she's Australian, I think. Okay, yeah. yeah. There was something specific about it, like yeah. a specific word that um, they use. But I have never seen such... <laughs> such nuance and it is by far the best impression i've ever seen of an ina garden like of ina garden period like yeah. that's the tweet yeah. i was howling and there there are wait i'm not gonna like do a you know, list my favorite moments like just go watch it ina garden parody is that what the the link is called or video is called ina garden I, parody i think Novinthia? so i think if you search any of those it'll come up i'll Absolutely. put it in the, yeah. the show notes yeah. for this with this episode i'll put it in there because if you are a fan of the barefoot contessa the deep cuts i am <laughs> astonished at how funny it is yeah oh my god it was I so was funny rolling. yeah I like, and it's nine minutes or something oh it's, it's, yeah ugh. it was I the, wish it was 30 minutes it was the kind of thing where like i kept wanting to laugh harder but i didn't want to miss any of the jokes yeah it's you know? quick you yeah. gotta watch it at least like seven times yeah yes. oh my god i mean from the very beginning when she was like you know, Jeffrey's been golfing for 30 years. How big is that golf course? And it immediately cuts to the music. I died. I was like, okay, this is going to be great. With the hands, it's, I mean, everything. Oh, yeah. The emphasis. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my gosh. my fr- my fr- It's like my friends, I don't remember, like, you know, Barbara and Samantha, they can't stop drinking. So I'm making a, a tuna nassoise, and they're not invited. Like, I just, oh, my gosh. I am I am just, like, I bow down to you, Novimpia. That is, it is. And I know you said there is a Nigella. I haven't watched yes, it yet. Yes, I haven't I'm seen either. That. Yeah. Two of my favorite, like, food queens, and I am just obsessed. So that's bringing me a lot of joy, and that's my BSA of the week. Well, good. I, I I had forgotten, but I would assume that would have been. I, it was practically my BSA of the week. It was so good. And oh. I I just thought it was so funny. And I loved, I don't know if you watched, like, you know, out of drag, he talks about, like, what she meant yes. to him afterwards. Yes, and yes. I was like, oh, I love this. Because I felt like a lot, some of the ways he was talking about, Ina, you've talked about her. And I thought, oh, this is lovely that, like, there's a similar like appreciation and like uh, there's a calming energy and there's a there's a love for her like i think that what's so great about novimpia is like it, she's never making fun of aina like i think aina would think this is funny you know yeah i hope she would i yes and i i i need to reach out i need to cast that net before she really blows up because i uh, i am just <laughs> it makes me so happy yeah but yeah thank you for sending that of course and, um, of course that's that well, I I think that's everything. This is a, you know, a jam-packed best supporting after show, but we yeah. had some things to discuss. So We did. We did. Um but now I've got a coat to put on and I've got keys in my hand and I got a pocketbook on the floor I got to pick up. So uh I think it's time to <laughs> it's leave. Time to go. Yeah. I think so too. Well, folks, you know, just as a heads up for anyone who's listened this far, there won't be a best supporting after show next week, 
but we do intend on having, or I know we are having because we've already recorded it, a very special episode of Best Supporting Podcast. I can't believe we didn't tease this in the main episode. We have, and I'm not going to say who it is, we have our first guest next week, and I'm so excited. Yeah, I can't wait for you all to listen. We will keep you in suspense. The Best Supporting Guest. Yeah. First ever and it's a doozy. And it's, it's a doozy. And um, yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave yeah. it at that. I guess that, as they say, is that. But that is, as they say, is that that's 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 what it is, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, See you next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>